Welcome to Grace Community Church On Demand, the weekly podcast from the Sunday services at Grace Community Church in Rupert, Idaho. Here at Grace, we believe in building the kingdom of God one person at a time. We're passionate about loving God, loving people, and following Jesus. Let's get into this week's message with We're Pastor starting Travis starting a Turner. brand new series today. That series is called Lean In. Somebody say, Lean In. Now congratulate your neighbor to your right or to your left and tell them how good it is that they're here on the very first message of a new series, right? So listen, this is the deal. If this is your first time here, I'm not asking you to make Grace Church your home church. There's a lot of incredible churches in our community and uh, go ahead and find one, find a good one. But what I am asking you, that if this is your first time here, I'm asking you to make the commitment just to give us three more weeks after this week. Three more weeks. Next week, we got a big big Sunday. We're only doing one service. Um, We do two services here. Next week, we're having what's called a Super Sunday. And uh, I encourage you to come. That's going to be at 10 a.m., 10 a.m. So we usually do 8.45 and, and 10.45. But I'm asking you... Give God, give grace the next, the next three weeks and see what it is that the Lord will do. Once again, we're not asking you to join the church. We're asking you just to come and see what it is that the Lord will do. Is that fair enough? All right. It's good to be here um, with you all. The title of this new series is called Lean In. Lean In. When you hear the words lean in, what it is prompting you to do is to, is to sit up straight in your chair. Turn to your name and say, sit up straight. You're kind of slouching. It means to focus. It means to pay attention because what it is that I'm about to tell you is going to be extremely important. You know, when somebody tells you to lean in, what they're saying is rid yourself of all distractions. How many of you know that distractions can really rob from you? And so we're going to be talking about this over the next several weeks. And I just want you to know, I want you to know this, that one of the top questions that I've been asked over, I think I've been pastoring now for about 17 years, but there's one question, there's many questions that are always brought up, but there's one question that is frequently brought up. And and that question is this, that question is, is how do you hear from God? Or how do you know that you're hearing from God? It can be in many forms. Does God still speak? You know, there's a lot of people that don't even believe that God still speaks to his people today. What a crazy thought that is. God speaks to us all the time, man. He, he speaks to us. The one of the main ways that God speaks to us is in and through his word, right? I was devastated the other day. I was listening to SOS radio and they said, they said, that, that amongst Christians, and so these are amongst believers, they were asked the question, is Jesus the only way to heaven? And amongst Christians, they don't believe that. The majority of people do not believe that Jesus is the only way to heaven. Now, how in the world do you call yourself a Christian and, and say you believe the Bible, but yet you feel like Jesus was just a good prophet like Muhammad, like Buddha. You know, he, he's a person that just did great things. How in the world can you even call? The, the way that you can call yourself a Christian is, A, number one, you're not reading your Bible. You have no clue what the Bible says. 
And the second thing is, is you're left to your own understanding, which the Bible says, do not lean upon your own understanding, but all your, right? And so, and so we don't know what the word is. And so we're left to our own understanding to say, well, this kind of makes sense. Those are really good people and, and they're doing a lot of good things. So therefore, you know, they must, but the Bible is clear that there's no way to the father except through the son. There's no other way. There's no way. You can't be good enough. You can't give enough. You can't serve enough. You can't do enough good works. You have to be, you have to personally go to the cross of Christ and say, you know what? I'm a sinner in need of a savior. And you have to invite him to come into your life, to be the Lord of your life, forgive you of your sins. You have to apply the blood of Jesus to your own life, right? That's all extra. It wasn't even in my notes, but we were talking about it this morning, so I just kind of gave it to you. We better get back to my message or else we're going to be here whenever second service starts. That's going to throw everything off because we got a baby dedication second service. And so we got to stay on time and on track here today. So I want to give a big shout out also to the Minico Spartans. We love all of we love we love all of the high schools in our areas, but Minico just won conference champion, uh, the conference championship, and just man, a great great game to watch. I love high school football and hot dogs. I was so bummed, man, but the ribs were good. I went to uh, this last Friday, ready for a hot dog. First high school football game I've been in a while, ready for a hot dog, and they were serving ribs. They were good ribs, but I went ready for a hot dog. And so, anyhow, so I'm I'm asked all the time, how do you know you're hearing from God? Is Is it me? Is it me that I'm listening to? Or is it God? Or is it the cheesecake that was in the refrigerator a couple months that I I thought would be a good idea to eat last night? You know, how do I know that it's that it's God all around us? I want you to know that there are things happening that you don't see and you don't understand. Like you, you, you use them like Wi-Fi. I couldn't tell you how Wi-Fi worked, but I'm pretty thankful for it. I'm thankful that I don't have to be plugged in all the time with a cord right? Wi-Fi is pretty incredible, right? Radio waves, other, other electronic waves or, 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 or different things that we utilize with electronics that, you know, that do not require, you know, you to be connected, you know, to something. The wind, you experience the wind. This is a biblical principle, right? You don't know where it's coming from or where it's going, but you can see it, right? You don't know what its origin is, but you can see it, you can see the effects of it, but you can't see it. So all the time, there are things happening around us that we don't see, that we don't hear, that we don't necessarily understand, but we can experience. And that's a spiritual principle too, right? We've got many places in the Bible. Jacob laid down uh, his, his head on a rock, and, and all of a sudden, God began to show him a vision. What was the vision? Angels ascending and descending. Up and down the ladder, right? Right? We've got, we've got Elisha and his servant. And the servant goes out and there's an army surrounding them. And Elisha says, oh, don't worry about it. What do you mean? Don't worry about it. We, there's two of us and a whole bunch of them. And they want to destroy and kill us. He said, don't you see? What do you mean, don't I see? Don't you see the angel army of the Lord? I don't see anything. And then all of a sudden, Elisha's like, open his eyes. 
And he opens his eyes and he sees the, the, the angel army of the Lord that is there to protect them against the enemy that wants to destroy them, right? So there's a lot of things that are going on, even in our world right now. How many of you can sense that something is happening, but you can't quite explain it? How many of you would say that our world is very different in this last six months, a year, you know, a couple of years, it's very different. I sense something happening in the spiritual realm, but I can't quite explain it. And a lot of people, because they can't explain it, they'll put their head in the sand and act like it's just not there. Or maybe it'll just pass. I'm telling you, it's not going to pass. Of many things that we're sensing and seeing today is nothing less than bib biblical prophecy being fulfilled. If you think that, that towards the second coming of Jesus Christ that things are going to get better, it's not biblical. Like there's going to be there's going to be a shaking. It talks about how even the very elect are going to be shaken. Right? And so so listen, this is how this this series applies when you sense that something is happening, lean in. Pay attention. Get rid of the distractions. Focus, right? Now is not the time to sleep or slumber. Now is the time to lean in. Amen? If you agree with it, say amen. All right. All right. John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Please go ahead and turn your Bibles to John chapter 10. We'll have them up on the screen behind me in case you didn't bring your Bible. Go ahead and bring your Bible next week. If you didn't bring your Bible this week, and a notepad, and a pen so that you can take notes. Jesus said this, John chapter 10 and verse 3, the gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. Now listen, it's incredible the relationship that a shepherd and his sheep have one with another. In fact, um, I will say it like this, I have heard stories where you've got one shepherd with his whole flock, and then you've got another shepherd with his whole flock. Shepherds probably get lonely, want to drink a cup of coffee together, hang out, chill out once in a while. And so they're like, listen, I'm going to bring my flock to where you are. We'll hang out. Next thing you know, sheep don't know how to stay separate. Next thing you know, you've got all of the sheep all mixed up, all messed up. What are we going to do? Well, it's simple because a sheep will not follow the voice of a stranger. And so I don't know how they do it. They cackle, they cluck, they, I don't know how they do it. But shepherds have a language that they begin to speak to the sheep. Let's just say it's like this. Whoop, 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 whoop. If that's what that sheep, it's probably not a good call voice. But if that's what that sheep is used to, guess what? That sheep's going to, all those sheep are going to follow the guy that's like, whoop, 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 whoop. Whoop, whoop. All of a sudden, there's going to be, you know what I mean, a, a, a coming apart from this group and, and, and that group. And does anybody know how a shepherd talks to a sheep? Are you, is that the truth? Raleigh, was that you? You are wild. <laughs> you are. That was good. That, but that's how they do it? One more time. Let's, do, let's hear it. There we go. All right. I'd follow you. <laughs> All right. So it goes on to say he calls his own sheep by name and he leads them out. When he is brought out, 
all his own. He goes out ahead of them, and his sheep follow him. Why? Because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. You know, I'm just going to park here just for a second. It's possible that you follow a stranger momentarily. But if you know the good shepherd, you're going to turn away from that stranger quickly. And you're going to find yourself back in line with the shepherd that you know that's good. Amen. Pick that up wherever you want. But his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. And so the sheep follow the shepherd's voice. How? They know his voice. And I'm telling you, we live in a day and a time where people are not reading their Bible like they ought to or like they used to, right? And I'm telling you, it's one of the best ways that you can know the shepherd's voice is by getting the word of God in you. The word is everything. So many today are in situations where you need to hear God's voice clearly, but you can't, dis you can't make distinct God's voice amongst so many other voices. And I'm telling you what, that's not God's plan. That's not God's plan. It's, it's never been God's plan. You, you paying attention or being, being uh, confused by voices of opposition, voices that oppose the Lord, that's not God's plan. God's plan is for you to follow the good shepherd because you know his voice. You, I'll go right to the end of my message. If you don't know the voice of the Lord, you can't follow the good shepherd. You need to know, especially in the day and the time that we live in here. Proverbs 3 and verse 6, listen for God's voice in everything that you do. Some things, most things, no. Everything that you do, everywhere you go, he's the one to keep you on track. See, I believe that God is speaking more than you're hearing. What I'm saying is, is I don't believe it's a language problem. I think it's a hearing problem. Because God is speaking clearly, but there is something in the way of many people being able to understand what it is that he is speaking. The Bible begins with God speaking in Genesis chapter 1, and I think it starts in verse 3. What does it say? God said. So he's been speaking since the beginning. You go all the way back to the book of Revelation, back by where the maps are. Go all the way back to the end of your book, and he is speaking at the end of your book seven times to the seven different churches. So that means that he started speaking, and he doesn't stop speaking. He speaks all the way through, right? All right, so many reasons why people don't hear God. If you are interested in finding out why some of those reasons are, then lean in. Because that's what we're going to cover here today. All right? Luke chapter 8. I'm going to read a latter scripture, and then I'm going to go back and share with you the story that leads up to this latter scripture. This is a scripture that so many people are familiar with. The Bible says in Luke 8, and verse 8, He who has ears to hear, let him hear. He's just talking about spiritual ears, right? It's talking about if you have, if, you know, we need to pray, God, give us spiritual eyes that we may see and ears that we may hear what the Spirit of God is, is doing, what the Spirit of God is saying, what the Spirit of God is leading, right? How many of you want to be led by the shepherd? The only way that you're going to do is if you have spiritual ears to hear 
what the Spirit of God is saying. See, we got to quit spending so much time attending to, to the superficial, and we've got to start paying more attention to the things that matter. And I'm telling you what, we spend way too much time on things that do not matter. And not enough time, hardly any time, on the things that do matter. Luke chapter 5 and verse 8. So we're going backwards. This is the story that leads up to the last scripture that I just shared with you. Luke chapter 8 and verse 5 says this. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. And when it came, or, and it was trampled on, and the birds ate it up. Not all fell on that path. Some fell on rocky ground. And when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among the thorns, which grew up, and it choked out the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. Somebody say good soil. It came up, and it yielded a crop a hundred times more than was sown. Now let me explain this real quick. Back in the day, a farmer would have a satchel or something hanging off his back, and that was filled with seed, all dependent upon how big the property was that the farmer was either leasing or owned, right? No different than today. If you got a lot of property, you need something to carry more seed. So, so what happens is, 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 is the farmer goes out and, tell me, Jeff, if I'm getting this wrong, but isn't the trench that holds the seed, is it called a furrow? Come on, Travis. Woo! We're getting all agricultural up in here. So they go and they make the trench, the seed bed. Well, the farmer goes out, and I don't know why, maybe he had an abundance full of seed, but what he does is he starts scattering the seed. Not all of the seed goes into the furrow some of it lands outside and outside the furrow you got all kinds of different all kinds of different uh, uh conditions and that's what this is talking about here all these different conditions and so when he said this he called out he who has ears to hear let him hear he goes on in verse 11 and he explains that the seed is the word of God. Somebody say that. The seed is the word of God. So the problem is, is the seed, the word of God, it's not landing in the right place. Somebody say that just so you know it. Matter of fact, you should probably write that down. The problem is the seed, which is the word of God, it's not landing in the right place. Do you, are, you, are you tracking with me? All right. All right. So the first problem that we face or the first condition that the Bible talks about here is that, that keeps us from hearing. So if you're not hearing from God, this might be you. It might not be you. It might be one of the others. But the first issue is a polluted heart. It's a polluted heart. A lot of the times when people say, Pastor, how do I know if I'm hearing from God? Or man, I just don't hear. I hear everybody talking all the time. They're hearing from God. They heard God say this. They heard God say, I never heard God. One of the reasons why you haven't heard God maybe is because you've got a polluted heart. You got too much junk in your heart. You got issues that have not been dealt with in, in the heart. It's a condition of the heart. How many of you know that the heart's important? Out of the abundance of the, the mouth speaks. 
right? So if you got somebody that's foul and, and, and all they can do is just curse and cuss and they're angry and, and it feels like you're, you know what I'm saying, that, that you're walking on eggshells all the time, you got to be super careful not to upset them. That person, my friend, has a heart problem. Maybe somebody should have a conversation with them so that they could get beyond whatever it is that the pollution has, has, has just funked up in their heart. Right? It's a, it's a heart issue. All right. Don't take offense to this if this is you because it happens to everybody. Happens to me. Sometimes I get stuff in my heart that should not be there. Sometimes I dwell on things that I should not dwell on. This is, this is something that all of us can be prone to. But if you're not, if you're not hearing from God, this could be, it could be your issue. It goes on to say in Luke chapter 8 and verse 12... Those along the path are the ones who hear and the devil comes in and takes away the word from their hearts because it's polluted so that they might not be, believe and be saved. They may not believe and be saved. Can I just tell you this? Not everybody's saved. Not everybody's going to heaven. In funerals, we like to say that because it's easy and we're serving the family but I'm telling you, if you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ, like a real relationship with Jesus Christ, you will not go to heaven. Right? It's not scriptural. It's not, there's nothing in the Bible that, that, makes, that, that should lead you to the place that, oh yeah, I'm a good person. No, you're not. You're filthy rags in your best righteousness. Without Jesus, you will not go to heaven. And he doesn't save everybody. He saves the people that he knows. He wants to save everybody. He died for everybody. He loves everybody. He, his, his word says that I wish that no man would perish, no woman would perish, no child would perish, but all would come to repentance in the saving grace of Jesus Christ. Amen? All right. So they got this heart problem. Have you ever met somebody with a foul heart? Everything that they produce in their life is degenerate. It's foul. It's, 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 it's not good. It's filled with... It's filled with death. If you don't point, don't look, don't call out any names, but have you met somebody like that? Oh, of course you have. Absolutely. You're like, man, that person really needs to, to know Jesus. We were in, in the Dominican Republic. We went eight days, took 14 people. We just got back this last week. Come on, was it a great trip? We had a fantastic time. So I'm like, listen, I, I love getting my hair cut. And I wanted to get a Dominican cut because they use razors. They might even bring a torch out and <laughs> torch your hair. I'm like, it's an ex a haircut here is like quick in and out. In the DR, give yourself an hour and a half. And it's an experience. But we go into this place, and I, what I didn't realize, and I took some guys in there. I apologize. Took some of the cooks in there, and, and uh, there was a lot of testosterone in the barber shop, and we go in there, and they quickly found out that, that we were Americans, and so we started getting asked the questions like, hey, you guys come to party, and of course through, we had Haslam, which is our interpreter, you guys here for the girls, you got any girls, you got any, and we're just like quiet, you know what I mean, we're not even saying, we're not even saying nothing, and then the next thing you know, I mean, it's just getting more degenerate and and crazy conversation and um and we're just you know what i'm saying like i don't run away from that stuff i get closer to it 
Might not be good for you, but it's all right for me. So we finish. Let me explain what I'm saying. Like some people, at the very second that something, oh, I can't, oh, oh, that's not me. I've had too much history, and so I draw close, and I look at more of the opportunity that, that is there. I knew that I knew that I knew at some point this is going to come full circle, and they're going to come to realize who it is that they've been entertaining. <laughs> and, uh, and so I'm like, I'm like becoming a good friend. You know what I'm saying? And so anyway, we, we get the haircut done. We give them a fabulous tip. They were so excited. The guy's so excited, he comes out, and, and I'm waiting. One of the other guys, one of the other cooks, I think they're still in there, but anyway, they're out there. And, and he comes out, and he's like, ah, you guys, you know, he's wanting to really serve us. Did you guys really find some, you know, he's through transit. You guys got some girls or this or that? Again, boom. Haslam's like, he's laughing. Haslam's our Haitian friend that's our interpreter, Christian guy. He says, he just starts laughing, and he told the guy, he's like, we're pastors. Oh, you should <laughs> It was the best. It was absolutely the best. We're all pastors. And you know what he, he ends up doing? He goes right to his phone. Blah, blah, blah. My mom's a pastor. And, and his mom, his mom has a TV evangelism ministry. And he's like, here, Pastora Estella, boom, boom. I'm Facebook friends with her now. So check this out. He gets me in contact with her. I said, listen, brother, your mom prays for you every day. I know what it's like. Just because you're a pastor doesn't mean your kids are always towing the line. But you better know. I told him through translation. You better know that God's got a bigger call on your life than what you're walking out. You know what the guy did? He invites all three of us, me, Joe, and uh, one of the twins, whoever, which one went with us. I don't know. He invites us back into... The barber shop. There are people, customers there. And he calls all of his, he calls his employees around, people in the chair. And, and he's talking Spanish. He's telling them, listen, these guys are going to pray for us. And so, so here we are in this degenerate barber shop that we were just, we could have got girls, tattoos. We could have got, we could have got whatever. And now there was a shift. We're grabbing hands and praying the favor of God. Come on over that place. And, and guess what? This guy's mom, this guy's mom, show, I'm preaching that Sunday um, in the, in the, at the church that we, that we went to serve. I'm preaching that Sunday. Guess who shows up that Sunday with her youth pastor? And, and they traveled there. We got a connection, another connection now. How crazy is that? That's pretty cool. So, pollution comes in two forms. What you've done to yourself, like you can pollute your heart. And guess what? Every single one of us sin and fall short of the glory of God. But there's one thing, unattended sin, if you do not repent from that sin, it will continue to fester and it'll get worse and worse and worse and worse. And so if your heart is polluted because of the sin that you've committed, when you know you shouldn't have committed it, but you did it anyway, you've got to deal with it. And there's no better time to deal with it than right now. Amen. Ask God to forgive you. Mean it. And he is faithful and just to do just that. Number two, 
we get polluted hearts because what other people have done to us. It's amazing to me. Some of the people that have hurt me the worst are people that I've invested in the most. Right? People that, people that should have, you know, your best interest in mind because you've given them your best interest. You're, you're the entirety of who you are. You've invested in them because you care for them, because you love them, right? And so, so sometimes the devil will use the people that are closest to you. And oh, by the way, there is a devil, right? I don't know how in the world you can read the Bible and come to the conclusion that there's no devil, right? There is. And so what, what he does is he has an, a, a, an amazing ability come on to confuse situations. And then the next thing you know, you know what I mean? People that are closest to you hurt you. And guess what? Guess what? There's, guess what? Guess what? There's Bible for that too. What do you do when somebody offends you? Oh, we don't want to do that. I'm just, I want to be offended. I just want to be hurt and I'm ticked off. And I deserve to be ticked off. No, you don't. So if you're not willing to walk through the steps that is outlined for you, at best, you're going to live the rest of your life with a polluted heart. At best, you're going to live your life wondering, man, is that really God or is that me? Or, or you know what I'm saying? Who wants to live that way? And so, so some keep their pain and some bring their pain. And I'm telling you, bring your pain to the Lord and receive healing. i got to speed up. Holy cow. James 1 and 21, get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and then humbly accept the message of God that's been planted in your hearts for it is strong enough to save your soul. You know, the most incredible word in the Bible, there's many of them. Love is an incredible one, probably the most incredible. But one of the most beautiful words in the Bible is the word repent. It means I'm going this way and I shift gears and I'm going, it's a military term, I shift gears and I go a complete opposite way. I'm telling you, I'm grateful that we serve the God of the second chance and the third chance and the 15th chance and the umpteenth chance fill it in i'm grateful that that's the god that we serve your heart being pure and right i'm grateful that that's the god that we that we serve but guess what you cannot fulfill you can't live a god-fulfilled life listen now you leaning in because this is super important you will never you will never live the god-fulfilled life without turning away from something else See, and that's another problem. Boy, I could, I, I'm feeling like a whole nother message coming. But that's one of the problems is we want what God has for us, but we're unwilling to turn from, from what, he is, he, what is against us, the thing that is destroying and robbing from us. One of the best, biggest problems in our nation is we have, we have forgotten God. And, and we're in this predicament that we are in largely because of of the idolatry and the sin that has run rampant, not just, not, just, not just amongst people that do not believe, but, but the willingness to continue in sin for people that do believe. I'm just saying, we got to come back. we got to come out from that garbage. i got to go. i got to go. Okay. Number two, the next condition is a distracted heart. A distracted heart. Luke chapter 8 and verse 13. The rocky soil represents those who hear the message with joy, but like young plants in such soil, their roots don't go very deep. They believe for a while, but they wilt 
when the hot winds of testing blow. Have you ever tried to communicate with somebody outside of being a cook, trying to commute? communicate with somebody in a very wide open space like at a basketball game you're on one side of the court somebody else is on the other court there's a lot of noise in between you're trying to have this conversation you cannot have it right there's too much there's too much going there's too much going on you're like huh you're like what the biggest distraction one of the biggest distractions that we have is right here the smartphone right I'm telling you guys, did some, some research. Um, kids between 8 and 18, they use this on average, on average, on average, seven and a half hours a day. Average. And guess what? There's a, some adults that could stay in that running, right? You can check, see what your usage is every single day. I, I encourage you to check it. And I'm not telling you, that, that, you know, get rid of it, it's the devil. I'm not telling you that, but I'm telling you, if you can begin to put it away for periods of time, and oh, by the way, when you've got company, like you've got to get rid of the things that don't matter and, and tend to the things that do matter, right? Let's change this. We've been talking about this for a long time. This is an issue. If there's going to be a change, it's going to start first in the house of the Lord, well, you just don't know, Pastor. There's a lot of good things. Yes, I do know. I utilize this more than most. I'm talking to me. I read my Bible on it. How about we get back to the paper Bible? Right? I do devotions on it. We let everybody know all the really cool things that we've got going on through the church through it. Yes, there's some great things. I'm not saying that, but I'm telling you, it's a distraction. The devil can use even good things to keep you from the great things. It's like he's like, listen, if I can keep him just distracted over here, when when I sense God, the devil can't see how God. He's not all knowing. He's not all. He he doesn't see all things, but he can sense God's anointing. I'm sure of it. Wow, God really has a big plan for Gary. But if, man, if I can keep Gary down here distracted, then he'll never step into that, into that incredible calling that God, God has for him. And so, I'm going to skip that, okay? Jesus is in a house. He's with two sisters, right? Having dinner. Saying the same thing to both of the sisters, but they're experiencing two different, they're, 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 they're having two very different experiences. Luke chapter 10 and verse 39. And Martha said to Mary, who seated herself at the Lord's feet, was listening to his teaching. But Martha, overly occupied and too busy, was distracted with, with, with much serving. And I've been there, like I've been there. You've probably been there too. So worried about serving the Lord that you miss spending time with him, right? Number three, we're getting on to number three here. Luke chapter eight, verse 14, leading up to number three, the seed that fell on the weeds stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they're choked out by life's worries, riches, and pleasures, and they don't mature. It's interesting. You may not be able to grow anything like, like, you don't have a green thumb, you got a black thumb. Everything you touch kills, you kill it. I'm talking to some people very close to me on the front row, a couple of them. They just kill everything. Just 
Javi and Davina is who I was talking about, Tina. I wasn't talking about you. I was not talking. <laughs> I got to live with you. Yeah. But guess what? You may not be able to grow anything else. You could grow weeds because weeds just happen. You don't have to. You, you, they just happen. You can't, get, you can't get rid of them. And what does, Jeff, I know this about you too. If a farmer, scenario is, if a farmer has, has, has a piece of property and the edge of the property is filled with weeds, what does that say about that farmer? <laughs> he, said, he said not good. But what, what does that mean about that farmer? That's who said it? Same thing with, same thing with, our, own, with our own property. And weeds get away from me. I'm like, man, lazy, but you know what I say? I ain't got time for that. I got time for my nap. I got time for everything, everything else, but neglect and lazy, absolutely. So number three is this. This describes an immature heart. They're choked out because they do not mature. I'm telling you, some people come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, and the only way that you can be born again is as a child, as a baby, right? And the idea is that you don't stay there. In fact, I believe it was the Apostle Paul said, by this time you should be chewing on meat, but you're still on the milk of the word of God. You should be teaching people. You should be training people, discipling people. But I've got to come again and relay the foundations, the basic, the baby foundations. I got to relay those foundations again. I got to coddle you and comfort you and take care of you. Yeah, you're 78 years old and you've been in the church for, for, for 76 of those years. But I still got a little bit. You know, it's interesting. I love my grandbabies, right? Yeah. Ah, love them. I got two of them. Stetson Lane, little Harper. Harper's too young. We're still building that bond, that relationship. I don't know why, but when I carry her, she cries most of the time. I'm not happy about that. I have to keep grandma and Ashley. But, but let me just tell you. Go, go, go. Go, 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 go. Let me, I want to I take you to something. Just another one. We'll come back to that. Let's go to my grandsons. My grandson. That's where I want to go. Stetson. Woo, is that a, he's a dude right there, bull. That guy could be like making a million dollars through Gerber with that picture right there. It's crazy. Whenever I first had him, you know, you know how I communicated. That was awesome. That's a stud boy. Look at that Nike. Sign him. Sign him right now. Yeah, that's it. Right. No, 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 no. I thought we had a conversation. We already had that conversation. So when he was this age, you know how he's, daddy, daddy, baby, little baby. I get you. You'll go pay. You'll go pay. You want your food? You want your food? Oh, it's ootsie, ootsie, tootsie. Grandpa loves you so much. And it worked for us. He was like, he'd be like, yeah, I love this guy. This guy gives me everything. But that was my communication level with him. And it worked. Why? Because he was immature. Now he's four. I think this other picture was maybe... It was when he was 4'2". Let's go ahead. That other picture, that last one, 
the one we talked about, that one there, he's four. That's my little grandbaby, my, my little Harper. Is she beautiful? Look at that dude holding her. He's four now. So I started having conversations. And now the kid's got more of a vocabulary than I do at four years old. He's saying words that I got to go to the dictionary and see. But I'm telling you, the idea is that we grow up. One of the reasons why you may not be hearing from God is because you have failed to mature. Is that all right? Not trying to hurt anybody. I'm telling you, it's time to grow up. It's time to grow up. It's time to take the word and apply the word and walk the word word out. I'm telling you what, if you're not happy with the level of communication that you're experiencing with God right now, it's time to grow up. Because listen, the success is not in the seed. The same seed planted in two different fields, the one with the good field is going to produce a good crop. And so the success isn't in the seed. The success is in the soil. Guess who the soil is? It's you. It's you. Right? All right. The success is in the soil. Tell tell your neighbor that. Give me a chance to regroup while you're talking amongst yourself. So tomorrow, tomorrow morning, we're going to start 10 days of prayer. Oh, thanks for the the heads up, Pastor. I appreciate that. Well, it came to me kind of a little bit last minute. But I really feel like that's what we're supposed to do. It's like, listen, if we, are, if we are not attending to the things like we ought to, then let's start attending to the things like we ought to. So tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. to 7 a.m., for the next 10 days straight, we're going to be spending one hour in prayer, 6 a.m. to 7. We're going to start with a little bit of worship. We'll have somebody share a little bit of word, and then we'll spend some time praying and just listening and, and sharing collectively as a church. I'm asking you... To do whatever you can, if you can, to come be a part of that. Because now more than ever, we need to hear the voice of the Lord. Amen? All right, Hebrews chapter 12 and verse 1. Since we're surrounded by so many examples of faith, we must get rid of everything that slows us down, especially sin that distracts us. We must run the race that lies ahead of us and never give up. We must focus on Jesus. Uh, You can underline this in your own Bible, but what we see in this short passage of Scripture is we, we, us, us, we, us, we. Some of us are not growing, or because we're not growing, we're not hearing. And uh, number four, this is the last one. This is easy to understand, so I'm not going to spend any time on this. The last type is a prepared heart. This is the good soil, the heart that is prepared, come on, for the seed of the word. Luke chapter 8 and 15 But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and a good heart who hear the word, they retain the word, and by persevering produce a crop. I've been telling you a long time now that 2021, 2020 is going to require more than the previous years. 2022 is going to require more than the previous years. Amen? We got to lean in. We got to get back to the things that matter. Right? we got to prepare. So how do we prepare? That's the big question, right? Go ahead and throw it up there now. Repent. Like repentance is the most beautiful opportunity that we have. And it's not a one and a done deal. Like you don't just repent once. Come on, you make a mistake. You're thinking the wrong things. You're doing the wrong things. You get away from the Lord. He's not number one in your life. What do you do? You repent. Why? Because he's the God 
of second chances. It's the ultimate do-over. And then we refocus. That's what we're doing tomorrow morning. We're refocusing. We're refocusing on the things that we're going to spend some time in prayer as a body of Christ, right? We're going to pray for one another. We're going to pray for our nation. We're going to pray for the church. We're going to pray for the sick. We're going to pray for the hurting. We're going to pray for those that are going through issues relationally, financially, right? We're going to pray for revival. Amen. We're going to refocus. And number three is just that. It's revival. And you know what revival starts? It starts right here. It starts in my own heart. God revived my heart. I've kind of gotten away from you and I've kind of been lackadaisical in the things. I love you, Lord. I always, I've always believed in you. But maybe I've not been seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Matthew 6.33 says that. When we do that, everything falls into place, right? Things are a mess. They're messed up in my life. And, and, and maybe that's the issue. But revival. Pray to God for a revival. Help me to fall in love with you again. 2 Corinthians 7, 1, let's make a clean break with everything that defiles or distracts us, both within and without. Let us make our entire lives fit in holy temples for the worship of God. God's voice is clearest in a prepared environment. I just want to encourage you this. My last thought is sometimes you got to, most of the times, honestly, the only way that I've ever seen it work is when people are willing to make a radical change. You know, when I gave my heart to Jesus, I took all my half gallons of whiskey and vodka and, and, and tequila and all that stuff, and guess what I did? I poured it down the drain. I took my cartons of cigarettes and I crunched them up and I, and I, I threw them away. I gotta be honest, I kinda went back looking for the broken pieces for a while on that one. That's real great. Loving Jesus, digging through the garbage for a cigarette. You know, it doesn't happen overnight on everything, right? Sometimes you gotta, you gotta contend for some things. I remember taking all my CDs. We had CDs. Actually, had a bunch of tapes too. Anybody remember tapes, cassettes? Gary, you probably go all the way back to the eight track. No. <laughs> I remember the eight track too. Yeah, buddy. But guess what, man? I took all of that and threw it in the garbage, made some radical, radical shifts and changes. One day I was friendly to all my drinking friends. The next day they probably thought, did Travis move? Because I severed every relationship, every relationship that I had, but I had to, I had to make some radical changes. And I'm just telling you this, that maybe some of you, not maybe, there are some here that that's the issue is you've not made the radical change. You Change, I just said change. You not make the, rag, the radical change. Change. You want everything that God has for you, but you're not willing to turn away from the things that is bad for you. Ooh, that's good. Make a shirt. Make a shirt. I can't even remember what I just said, but it was good. You want everything that God has for you, but you're not willing to turn away from that which is bad for you. That was good right there. Make a big shirt. It's a lot of words. Listen, guys, real quick, closing the message. I hope, I hope you have, I hope, I hope you've let, led in, leaned in, 
I've hoped you, hoped you paid attention. Man, I'm getting my words all jacked up. I hope you've listened to what the thing in and through the message this morning because this is a prime message for this moment. But guess what? You can't do anything with it if you don't have a part from him, a part with him. And so how does that happen? We are in Christ when we repent of our sins. We ask Jesus to forgive us of such. We take our sins to the cross. He paid for them there. We say, I apply that gift to my life. Come in and be the Lord of my life. Come be the boss of my life. That means this, that your life is not your own. Quit trying to live it like it's your own. Your life belongs to him. Amen. How many of you know he can, he can make more of your life than you can? Amen. So there are some here, maybe some here that you've never given your heart to the Lord. And right now you're feeling that stirring. You're like, listen, I want to be saved. I want to know I'm saved. I want my name written in the Lamb's book of life. Bible says that if you believe in your heart and you confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord, you finish the rest of it. What, what does it say? You shall be saved. That's the Bible, right? So if you want to do that this morning, go ahead and just raise your hand. Let me know if there's anybody here you want to just, you want to make sure that after this life is over, that your life to come is going to be with the King. Anybody? Everybody's good? Up top. Is there some right here? Thank you, sir. Stand up, please, just real quick. We want to give you a round of applause. Thank you for that. Awesome. So good. Over now there. listen. Over here. Yes, sir. Come on, stand up, please. Amen. Give him a hand. I want you to know everybody here has done exactly what you two have just done. They come to a place, it's like, yeah, there's some things junk in my life, messes in my life. I'm not happy. I need to give it to Jesus. I want to walk with Jesus. Nobody else raised their hand. That means you've already done that. Some here, though, you've done that. You're saved. You're going to have no doubt about it. But you, like me, many times in my life have found that you just haven't been giving God your best and your everything. He's been second, third, maybe even fourth on the list. And if that's you and you just want to make a recommitment this morning saying, Jesus, I'm going to put you first. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Amen. I'm going to get back to the things I once used to do because I was walking real close with you then. If that's you, just go ahead and raise your hand. Awesome, right here, all over the place. Awesome, amen. I'm raising my hand. I want more of the Lord, amen? I want more of the Lord. So go ahead and stand your feet. Let's go ahead and pray. Lord, we thank you for today. Jesus, I thank you for the cross. I know your cross didn't look anything like this. This is all fancy and, and nice. Thank you, Terry Stevenson, for making that cross for us. But Jesus, you did hang on a tree you died for me you died for every single person for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever would believe in him would not perish but would have everlasting life if we can believe in our heart and confess with our mouth that Jesus Christ is Lord we will be saved we surrender to you Jesus today I personally surrender to you if that's you I want you to say to the Lord I surrender to you I want your will to be done in my life. Go ahead and repeat that. I want your will to be done in my life. Jesus' will to be done in my life. And I want my life to count. I want to love people better. I want to serve people better. And I want to love you, God, better. And I want to serve you better. And everything that I do, I want to glorify your name.
Let my life glorify you, not me. This isn't, I don't want any glory. I want to glorify your name because you've been so good to me. I thank you, Jesus, for loving me so well, doing what I could not do for myself, and that is to wash my sins away. Wash them away. I want you to know that if you prayed that prayer this morning with me in whatever way that you wanted to pray it, the Bible says this about your sin, that it's thrown as far as the east is from the west, never to be brought up against you again. Is that good news? Put your hands together, that's good news. Amen. Let's welcome those into the kingdom of God this morning, those that have made the decision. Gentlemen, both of you guys, I got a book that I want to give you. I'm only going to give it to you if you read it, though. So I'm going to give that to you, Tina. Can you go and get those books ready for these guys? Guys, thank you so much for being here today. We're going to worship the Lord. We've gone over, so listen, you know how to give. You can give online. You can give on the way out. Trust God with your finances. Amen. Somebody came up to me this this just this this week. This was fun. I'm just going to share this. I'm already over, but I got to share it anyway. I had a guy call me and said, man, pastor, I got a great promotion. I'm going to make so much more money. And, and then at the end of the conversation, he said, he said, uh, man, this should make you super happy because I'm going to be tithing a whole lot more and you're going to, you're going to make more money. I'm like, pal, I ain't making nothing more. The church takes good care of me, but it's not dependent on me getting up here on a Sunday morning and convincing you, you know, to give more so that it, it does. Listen, when you give, we build churches. When you give, we go. When you give, we serve. When you give, we change and affect this community. Amen? That's it for today's teaching. Hey, here's an idea. Share today's message with a friend or family member. If you're listening from outside our fellowship, we'd love to meet you. Visit graceid.org and hit the contact form to get in touch. We'd also love for you to join us. You can even check us out on Facebook Live by searching Facebook for Grace Church Rupert ID. Learn more and plug in at graceid.org. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Grace Community Church.